Well, again, welcome this morning. Welcome to our Christmas celebration. I, I, uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I knew back in July what God wanted to say to us this morning on our vacation. When we went on vacation, I was spending some time with the Lord one morning, and, and God spoke a passage to my heart for today. And I'm going to be honest, it has been tough sitting on this word for six months. I have so badly wanted to release this word. It's like a stew or a chili that just keeps cooking over slow fire. And um, uh, this word has been slow cooking in my heart for a long time, for this morning. And uh, we started this series in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. That's where we're going to be at today, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7 today. And we started this series called, He Shall Be Called, okay? And um, in Isaiah chapter 9, this is a Christmas passage. It's a prophetic word that the prophet Isaiah had concerning the coming of Jesus. And we're going to read it, and I'm going to pull one thought out of it, and then we're going to open these altars. This is not a typical Christmas message. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I, I just know God wants to do something in this place today. I know he wants to do something in this place today. And, and so Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it says this. It says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. Okay? Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. This very next phrase, I, I, I've heard very, very few people talk about this next phrase. And the government, we're going to talk about it. And the government will be upon his shoulders. What a heavy burden to be a baby. And have a government already riding on your shoulders. And the government will be upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And then verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. (laughs) Aren't you glad they can't impeach Jesus? Someone else I can't impeach either. We're moving on. The government will be upon his shoulder. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. The more territory he takes, the more peace you have. Let me say it again. The more territory he takes in your life, the more peace you have. Let me say it again. The more territory he takes in your life, the more peace you have. All right, we're almost there. Let me say it again. The more territory he takes in your life, the more peace you have. Oh, come on, somebody. Now, I see a world that would just about give anything for peace today. I see a world that is, you know, there's an old country song, looking for love in all the wrong places. How many know what I'm talking about? I had to look it up. I don't know songs. I didn't listen to that as a child or yesterday. Came on the radio yesterday. Looking for love in all the wrong places. How many know the song I'm talking about? Amen. I, I do too. I'm just messing with you. But how many know we're looking for peace in all the wrong places? Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. This morning, I just want to be simple. 
I believe there's something that I'm supposed to say today, and again, it's been bubbling in my heart since July for this morning. And I need to say it, and I need to step aside and get out of God's way. But as I talk to people in person, and as I visit with them through social media, and as I visit with them through their social media blow-ups sometimes, how many know what I'm talking about? When we visit, I'm finding a common thread in a lot of Christians today. And I can't speak for the world. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about Christians. People feel like their life is stuck. Has anybody here ever felt that way before? You're feeling that right now. You ever felt like your life is stuck? It's, it wasn't moving. And I, I didn't say it was stuck in a bad place, but it's stuck. I, I, I sense frustration. I sense that people are tired of hearing about something that is coming. Okay, I'm, I'm just being honest with you this morning. Now, I'm not telling you what God's saying. I'm telling you what people are saying. Okay, They're tired of hearing about what's coming. They're tired of hearing about what's going to happen. And they're tired of hearing about what God is going to do. There's a lot of people in the church today across America who feel like they have past due miracles and past due harvests and past due answered prayers. Well, that brings me to the microphone here today. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we sometimes don't grasp the fact that being made in the image of God, we too are a three-dimensional creature. God being God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, you are spirit, soul, and body. All right? Everybody with me so far? You are a complete composite of three making one. God is one God, but there are three relationships to him, through the Father, through the Son, or the Word. Because remember, the Bible says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Who was that Word? That Word was Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the living Word of God. Okay, And so God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There are, uh, I am one person, but there are people here this morning who, have, who call me Father. There are people here this morning who call me son, or people who, who have called me son and, and, and with my mom and dad. There are people who call me brother. There is one who calls me husband, just one. Okay? Let me clear that up, Facebook. There's one who calls me son. There are some who call me pastor. I am one person, but there are multiple relationships to me. Does this, this make sense? Okay? God is one. But there are three relationships to him. So understanding that I am a three-dimensional creature, understanding something that, that, that I, I think is one of the greatest revelations that hit me that I ever learned, and I wish someone would have told me when I first got saved, but I, I didn't hear it then, but God saves you in three dimensions. Are you ready? God saves you in three dimensions. Okay? When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible says that you are born of the Spirit. When you accept Jesus Christ and you ask Jesus to come into your heart, you are born of the Spirit. There is an instantaneous fire that God lights down deep down inside of you. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are saved and you are on your way to heaven. Someone say amen. amen. Okay? Now, it is the beginning of God's government. Okay, that moment, that's not the end. That's not the completeness. When you come down and say, Jesus, come into my heart, that doesn't finish the deal. That's not a done deal. Okay, that's the beginning of God's government in your life. Okay, 
Everybody, everybody hanging with me so far? Okay. It's the beginning of God coming into your life. It's the beginning of God saying, this is my turf and this is a takeover and I'm going to drive every painful, demonic, cursed thing out of this person's life. This is a takeover and I'm going to use this person for my plan and for my glory. How many know you've hit the first stage of victory, but there's two more to be won? Okay? There's two more to be won. So when you invite Jesus into your heart, you are saved and you are on your way to heaven. But how many know Jesus wants to bring a little heaven on earth? We're called to be ambassadors. We're called to be representatives of, of him and his kingdom. The word says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. Oh, did you like that? It's like a little dance from the, from the dance we just saw, right? It's amazing to me. Seven to eight hundred years, the prophet Isaiah, before the birth of Jesus, he's looking through the telescope of time, and he's saying there is coming this son. And you've got to understand it's not about we sing about it and we, 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 we act upon it and we have plays about it and it's all good. I'm not down in any of that stuff. But I'm telling you, it's not just about swaddling clothes and mangers and wise men and shepherds and angels and Mary. It's about a government. It's about a kingdom. It's about a kingdom coming to earth. It's about lives that have been out of control and the entrance of God coming back in saying, I'm taking this life back and I'm going to use it to do something that the world will not even recognize through them. Woo! Come on, we're about to shout, spit, and snort right now. All right? He says, upon the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. You will spend your whole life with God taking more territory. You get saved in your spirit, God steps into that second dimension now. That second dimension is your soul. Your spirit is saved. You're on your way to heaven. But then God steps in that second dimension. That second dimension is your soul. And God says, now, let the journey begin. And this is in the dimension of your soul. And how many know that soul? That's rough territory. Come on, somebody. I see a couple of halos, but not everybody. That soul is rough territory. My soul is everything that has happened to me. My soul is my memory. My soul is my experiences. My soul is my broken places. My soul is what I was taught. My soul is how they raised me. My soul is my lack of raising. Oh, come on, somebody. My soul is when daddy walked out when I was seven years old. My soul is when mama got addicted and my life got on the back burner of her life. My soul is the divorce I went through. My soul is all the friends I lost. My soul are the friends that walked out on me and betrayed me. My soul is my mind, my will, my passions, my emotions, my intellect, my soul. That, that, that first one, that spirit, that's a cinch. God does it like that. But my soul, man, that second one, when God says, I want to govern your thoughts, I want my government to increase and rule over your desires, I want to take over your passions, I want to be in the driver's seat of your attitude. Oh, come on, somebody. Do what? I thought I just said a prayer. and this, this, I didn't sign up for all this. God said, I want to suck the poison out of your hurt and out of your bitterness. 
God says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me lie down in green pastures. He leading me beside still waters. Go, pokes. He restores. Did y'all catch that? I'm kidding. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He what? He restores what? My soul. He restores my soul. In other words, he takes everything out of it that has hurt me and that has impeded my future, and he pours into me everything that I need to grab hold of a destiny that only he has for me. God is tired of being left in one realm, and he's ready to step into the second part of your life and restore your soul. Turn your soul. Turn your mind around. God is a restorer of souls. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. And this is what the Lord has put in my heart. I didn't sleep well last night. I didn't, didn't go to bed early. I didn't wake up late, and I didn't get much sleep in between because I felt the heaviness, the weight of this, of this today. Like God wants to do something. He wants to say something into our hearts, into our lives this morning. I, I'm, I'm tired. I am tired of apathetic Christianity. I am tired of just walking through and going through motions. And I'm telling you, I'll be the first to confess, I have been there. And I have been there recently. But God has lit a passion in my heart and lit a passion in my life and lit a passion in my soul. And I'm ready for God to do something incredible through our church family and through our community and through Northwest Oklahoma. I'm ready for him to sweep across this place and light this place on fire. In that second dimension, in your mind, in your thinking, and in your soul, that's where the government begins to increase. And the Bible says that it will never end. I'm 39 years old and there are so many places in my life So many places in my life I need him still to take over. There are people here in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and they'll tell you there's still so many places I need him to take over. When God gets in that second dimension, it's where people hold on to things. And that's where we begin to have a word called mixture. Look at your neighbor and say mixture. Mixture. In the church today across America, the message of being completely sold out is not preached much anymore. The message of sacrifice and commitment is an absent sound in the church today. People think a life like that is boring. (laughs) How dumb. It is not I am tired. (laughs) It is not boring at all. (laughs) Did you see our office party Friday? (laughs) (laughs) When God gets in that second dimension, we hold on to things. And it creates mixture. Jesus put it this way, though. He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow. Touch your neighbor and say narrow. Narrow. 
Narrow is the way that leads to life. Narrow. Narrow is the gate. There's only one way in. Paul, he put it like this. Paul said, uh, you're you're, you're not restricted by my preaching. Here's, Here's what Paul says. He says, you're not restricted by my preaching, but you're restricted by your own passions. Okay? What Paul is saying is, listen, we're we're not preaching a message to you that's going to create boredom and dullness in your life. What's creating boredom and dullness and just a sense of purposelessness is not the declaration of the word. It is the areas of mixture in your life that you have yet to lead over to God. Oh, come on, somebody. Your life is stuck Because of the areas you won't let him have. That's what Paul says. And the only way to get our life moving in the right direction and back in the right direction. And and, how many know we all have them? I I have them. I have areas. I got to say, God, just here it is. I've been hanging on to this too long. We all have them here today. But take the areas you hold on to. God, you can have everything, but I want to hold on to this. They, they really hurt me. And it's caused a lot of pain and bitterness. And God, I'm going to hold on to this for a little bit longer. God, I'm going to hold on to this because they, they really betrayed. God, I'm going to hold on to this because it didn't happen like I thought. God, I, I, and, and you, 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 you understand, don't you, God? No, that's mixture. And that's where our frustration comes from. My job is to tell you this morning. I'm almost done. Aren't you glad? Someone say amen. My job this morning is to tell you that 2020, this was related to me back in July, 2020 is going to be a release of God's anointing and glory unlike we have known yet. Okay? A release of possibility, a release of favor, a release of opportunity in likes in which we have never experienced. Next year at this time, you can play this CD back and hold me to it because I know I'm speaking under the unction of the Holy Spirit in this place this morning. This service is one of the last services of 2019. And God said on Christmas service of that time, I want you to deliver a message to invite me my people to get rid of mixture in their life, to get rid of compromise in their life, to get rid of chaos in their life. Give my people a chance to let my government and my peace increase in their life. It's why we're stuck. It's why we're frustrated. And it's time for all the frustration to be flushed away and the blurriness of your future and our future to be cleared up and distinct under the power and the anointing of an almighty God. Come on, somebody. Say amen. In 2020, y'all calm down. Whenever 2020 gets there, don't you want to like hear Barbara Walters be the one that advertises the ball drop you know I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020 right wouldn't that be so never mind moving on if you don't understand that you're too young but in 2020 
you're going to hear two leaders who lead with this kind of passion. And we want to get rid of mixture in our life. And we want to go on a journey, and we want you to come with us. And we got to get rid of everything that's clogging the pipes. God said when this child comes into your life, the government will be upon his shoulders. In the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. It's time for us to give it all to him. You're looking for a good Christmas gift to give away this morning. Give your life and everything. Pastor, I've been saved for 20 years. I know, but there might still be areas of your life you're still holding on to. There's areas in that soul that you're holding on to. Maybe it's your finances. You know, God, I just can't. I, I can't do it. I, I just can't. I know I'm supposed to honor you with my giving. I know I'm supposed to do that, but I just, man, I just don't see how it's going to work out. I dare you. I challenge you. Give it to him. Give it to him. See, see what he'll do. Maybe it's a hurt. Maybe it's a bitterness. Maybe it's a, it's a past defeat, and you're walking around. Shame. There's so many people today walking in shame and walking in guilt of what they previously did or things that they're trying to come out of. And I, I just want to challenge you and encourage you, give it over to him today. You ain't got to walk out. That's not a gift from our Father. That's a gift from the enemy. Right. You walk out of here free. You give it all to him. Today is a public display of us saying, I'm giving everything over to you, God. You have permission to rule everything in my life. You know what it is. You know who you are. And all I got to do this morning is be obedient to give his word. If you know this word of God today, it's for you today. And you want to position yourself for the coming blessing of 2020. Man, I want to be, there's an old song of something about being underneath the glory spout, shouting under the spout, let it all out. I don't know what it says, but there's something about that. You know what I'm talking about? I want to be underneath that glory spout. I want to shout under the glory spout. I want God to let it all out. I want to be there. I want to position myself to receive the very best that God has for me in 2020. Listen, your response today is not because God's angry with you. He is not angry with you. He is jealous over you. He is jealous over you. He doesn't want you to share with the heartache and heartbreak and the misery of this world. He wants to protect you and provide for you. He wants all of you, but he wants a commitment from you. He does not want mixture in our life. He wants to be our first love of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end the day I die I hope his government continues to increase in my life till I take my last breath God wants to do something special in our lives today if you're a guest here this morning, you've come, you're like, man, this ain't exactly the typical Christmas message. Well, look at me. I'm not exactly your typical person. <laughs> I'm either overweight or under hot, so I don't know which. But God wanted this spoke in here today. He knew who would be in here this morning back in July. And he wanted this spoke to us this morning. Get rid of the mixture. Get rid of the compromise. Get rid of the frustration. Get rid of the areas that you're the boss. 
There's only one throne in your life, and either you or he are sitting on it. I've tried sitting on the throne of my life, and man, it, that throne turned into a toilet because there's a lot. You know, never mind. You know what I'm saying? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads this morning. And you're here this morning, and the call is real simple. You would say, Pastor Jared, I'm ready. I'm ready to go all in. And we're admitting today there's areas of our life, there's areas of our soul that we, we've held on to. Out of fear, out of frustration, out of guilt, out of shame. There's areas of our soul that we said, God, I just, I just don't know if I can give this to you. But today you're ready to go all in. The word of the Lord has come to you this morning. You're ready to go all in for him. Come on, go on this journey. Go on this journey. I, 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 he hasn't revealed what's coming in 2020, but I, I see, I mean, I, I see great things. I see an outpouring upon this place. He's prepared our hearts today to be in a position to receive his best. If you're here this morning, you'll say, Pastor Jared, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to make that commitment to him this morning. Maybe you need to make a commitment for the very first time. You've never invited Jesus Christ into your heart. And today, and he's knocking at your door. You would say, Jared, that's, that's me. So for either one, for either call, for spirit or soul, you need to respond. Would you raise your hand right now? Here's what I hear the Holy Spirit saying right now. The Holy Spirit's saying, don't miss this. Don't get into next year and look back and say, man, I wish I'd have done that. Don't try to build a shelter in the midst of storm. And don't try to build a reserve in the midst of blessing. Be, be in this moment. Commit your life fully wholeheartedly today. Amen. 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 Praise your name. I'm going to ask you to stand your feet with us today. Today, here's what I just, I, I feel in my heart. I know it's a special service. I know it's Christmas but also know what God wants to do. Many hands went up. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know you should have. Or maybe you just need prayer this morning. Maybe there's something going on in your heart and in your life, and you just want us to pray with you. I'm going to invite everyone, if you would, just to step out of your pew and come. And Will you just come and stand here at the front? Will you just come, especially you that raise your hand. You be the first. You step out right now. Step out right now. Show God, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, Lord. I'm serious, Lord.
We'll have the Christmas bags ready in just a second. But right now, God wants to do something in our heart. How many of you join with me and say, you know what, Pastor, I don't know what's coming in 2020, but whatever God has in store, I want to be part of it. I want to be part of it. You know, God's never done anything that I look back and say, man, I wish I wasn't a part of that. <laughs> I can't believe he, he gave me that monetary blessing. I can't believe he paid that bill. I can't believe he healed my child like that. Man, why was I a part of that? No, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Amen. And so this morning, I just want us to gather together as a church family. I know over the next couple of weeks with the holidays and everything, they, people will be scattered, and many already are. But I want to gather as a church family this morning. I want, to, I want us on this Christmas celebration Sunday to be ready to set the stage for what's coming in this new year. Amen. For what's coming in this house, for what's coming not just in this house, but in your life. But you've got to be prepared for it. You, you, you just can't walk into 2020 with all the baggage that you walk out of 2019 with. You can't do it. You've got to release. You've got to let it go. And you've got to have that committed heart. Saying, God, there's nothing in my life that I want you out of. I want you involved in everything. From my attitude, to my speech, to, to, to my giving, to my serving, to my loving, God, I, I want you involved in everything in my life. God, I want you to be Lord. We come and we celebrate a Savior today. From this day, in the town of David, a Savior has been born unto you. Right? Everybody wants a Savior. That's the Spirit. But He's also called Lord. And that's the soul. That's when He says, hey, we got to get that out of your life. That's not helping you at all. We got to get that out of your system. That is not taking you, that's bringing you down. He's not just Savior, He's Lord. And today I celebrate a Lord who is so, so good. And the things he wants out of my life is because of the good things he wants to put back into it. You can't, feel, you can't go grab a bottle of pop, a Pepsi. And if you like Dr. Pepper, fill the Pepsi bottle with Dr. Pepper until you first get rid of the Pepsi. God wants to pour something into our heart this year. But if it's already filled with hurt and pain and frustration and all this other stuff, it'll fall on void hearts. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. You want to be ready? I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Bow your heads right now. Father, in Jesus' name, God, I thank you for my church family. God, I thank you for men and women who said, Lord, we are yours. Use us in any way, shape, or form. We're holding nothing back, God. We are all in. God, every piece of our life, every piece of our heart, every piece of our mind, every piece of our spirit and soul, God, everything. God, we're all in. 
God, we want you to do something miraculous in our life throughout this new year. But God, we don't want it just so we can hoard it. We don't want it just so people can look unto us, but we want it because we want to be a reflection of who you are. God, lost people need a savior. God, sick people need a healer. God, those who are without need restored. And so, Father, I pray that you would use us to impact this community in a great and mighty way. Or that they may not see us, but they may say, see you through us. And so, Father, I pray today for everyone who say, Lord, I'm in. I'm in. God, let your government increase and let your peace increase in their life. God, those areas that they have been holding on to themselves as they give it over to you in this moment. God, I pray that you will just... uh, uh, Lord, that you would just show them, God, that as they turn it over to you, that peace will fill that void. They will have peace like they've never had before. Of the increase of your government and peace, there will be no end. God, let peace increase in our life as your government increases in our life. We're not voting on you. We're not taking a poll on you. You are Lord and you are God. So God, have your way. Have your way. Speak to hearts and lives this morning. Encourage, challenge, touch, and change. And God, where there are areas in my life that need to change, God, I give you complete permission. Do what you need to do so that I can be who you need me to be. God, I want to be totally sold out, devoted and committed to you. And God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for this time, and I thank you for the commitment that's made around the front of this church this morning. God, Elm Grove will never be the same. Never be the same. And we honor you for it, and we praise you for it. And God, throughout this new year, I pray that you just insert God into a pastor's heart exactly what you want him, God. I pray that you just supernaturally God, and, and uh, supernaturally just, just bless him with, with the word for this place and the vision for this place and the word for this church. And God, I, I pray for the best days of his life to be before him. And God, we bless our pastor this morning and his family. And we, we thank you for the gift that you've given us through him. And God, we give you praise and glory for it all. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen.